Hello, everyone. Welcome. Today, we're joined by Tsukasa Ono and Marina Takahashi, who live in a housing cooperative in Japan on an island called Yakushima. The co-op is called Sumu Yakushima and was conceived and designed by Tsukasa. Eight members collectively own the co-op via joint stock company and each have an equal share. The design is a mix of modern and traditional Japanese architecture and civil engineering practices. Furthermore, the built environment is in harmony with the natural environment. So welcome, Marina and Tsukasa. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Can you explain a little bit about your housing cooperative? When was it built? Who lives there? And, uh, and just a little bit about the, the overall concept. Sumu Yakushima is an um, experimental housing cooperative jointly created by eight owners. We started during COVID season, so it was uh, in April 2020. Because we left uh, Tokyo due to COVID-19 and stayed in Yakushima for a long time, we and my family, uh, my, my friend's family, were staying at the guest house in Yakushima uh, next to here. Uh, it ran by my friend. The cooperative housing idea came up at that time. We could not go back to Tokyo because it was locked down. However, uh, it was not a good idea to stay longer at this uh, guest house. So we decided to build small house for sleeping with two families uh, with self-building. At first, uh, there was no concept at, about this project, just build a, uh, like a small shed. But uh, we discussed every day what kind of building we want to live. The more we talked, the more the theme of the project grew and size of the building also gradually increased. Accordingly, the cost have increased too. <laughs> it's a big problem. Therefore, uh, I invited a total of eight friends to, to the project to raise funds and completed the project with a background. Finally, we ended up creating regenerative architecture that makes nature more positive. And sumu means that there are two meanings. It, one is uh, living, one is become clear. Mm, like cleansing. Like cleansing. Mm. So if you live in sumu, uh, nature will become more clear. So that's the whole concept of Sumu. And so can you describe the island of, of Yakushima and, and where it's located in relation to, to Japan? Yes, um, Yakushima is a very, very small island located in the south of Japan. It's very south, but it's, it's not like a like, tropical island. It looks tropical, but uh, uh, not that tropical. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Yakushima is known as a UNESCO World Heritage, uh, Nature Natural Heritage, and we have heavy, heavy rain here. 
about mm, three times heavier than um, our village of Japan. So it helps to grow Japanese cedars here for over thousands of years. So, yeah, I read somewhere that the, you receive 800 millimeters of rain every year. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of rain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can, can, can you show us your, the, um, the, the window that you're facing? You, you showed it earlier where it was very green. Over the, the trees, there's an ocean, the Pacific Ocean. All right. So no, no rain today. You're actually seeing some sun. Yes. <laughs> that must feel nice. If, yeah. if, if it rains, it's very heavy, but mm -hmm. uh, not all right. Everyday raining. Oh, so, okay. So it's just heavy rains. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why did you want to live on on this island and in this kind of community? Actually, uh, it was not my choice at, mm -hmm. at first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like a coincidence. Uh, I came here in 2018 for business trip to help with renovation work uh, of most ocean house. The guest house. The, the guest house is uh, next to the sumo. Mm -hmm. it, it runs by my friend. I never imagined that I started to live here in Yakushima Island at that time. When we came to Yakushima for business trip uh, in April 2020, I saw the news that told Tokyo gonna be locked down. Uh, so we decided not to go back to Tokyo at, uh, at the moment. I thought I would stay here for a few days more, <laughs> just a few days uh, a week to see how it goes. But the situation was getting bad day by day. We couldn't live here. Finally, uh, we have stayed almost for six months. Half a year. Half a year. <laughs> half a year. That's a bit more than a few days. More yeah, than a few days. <laughs> more than a few days. At this period, uh, I spent time with my friends at the guest house friend and my friend's family who lived with us, just like a real family. It really enjoyed to stay with them. I came to like Yakushima and through the staying, I wanted to live with these friends here. That's why I moved to Yakushima Island. Now I love Yakushima <laughs> and I love to living here. And what what about you, Marina? Do you do you feel the same way? Do you do you love mm -hmm. the island? Yes, um, like same situation. I haven't imagined that I'm gonna live in an island. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, because I was a city girl in Tokyo. <laughs> uh, but um, after the, though that uh, six months, like I started to feel very comfortable in this in natural living style. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I really like to stay in this island now. And were there, were there any lockdowns on Yakushima? Not really. Not really. Not so Not so strict. You were lucky that you, you escaped that and mm -hmm. made, yeah. you made the right decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we stayed in Tokyo, uh, I could not 
come. I, I could not come here because my friend cannot accept to live here. But before COVID, I, I came here and we stayed here. Mm -hmm. So they accepted to stay longer. <laughs> So there's nobody around here, so we don't need to. We don't need to, you know, wear the mask, and we just yeah. <laughs> having fun, mm. uh, going to the ocean, going into the river. So it was amazing time mm. for us. So that was uh, kind of the, the 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 silver lining, as they say, of of COVID for you. Like this went. This may not have happened if mm -hmm. it wasn't for COVID. Yeah. Thanks to COVID. Yes. <laughs> That's the only thing you can be thankful for for COVID. Yeah. And so, where did you learn about housing cooperatives? What, where did you get the idea from? I haven't learned about the detail of housing cooperatives, but I have developed and designed many share houses. At the company I used to work for, maybe five or ten years ago. So housing cooperative idea were familiar to me. And about Sumu Yakushima, uh, there was no rule about the uh, cooperative, but we made the rules through repeated dialogue with our members. So I'm not a professional, but um, we talk a lot about it. So you you explained uh, the the concept to to your the other the other members your your friends that you you convinced to move to to Yakushima as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, like we told all about the concept of sumu uh, mm -hmm. that this house will be the place that save the planet and express a uh, like benchmark for future lifestyle, like after COVID lifestyle. So then they were ex excited to um, experience that and agreed to participate our SUMU project right away. So can you explain a little bit about the, the ownership structure of the cooperative? Uh, you mentioned that, uh, well, I mentioned in the introduction that uh, that everyone has an equal an equal share, like you're, you, they bought into uh, like a, a company. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so can you elaborate on that a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, as you just told me, um, we established a joint stock uh, company and we uh, uh, eight owners, like they were, they were like, equally invested. And because there were, there are tax incentives for investing in new, newly established companies. So that's the only reason. So it doesn't have to be like company, but uh, yeah, because of the tax things. So we decided to do that. And so have you established some rules on like, let's say something new, one of the families wants to leave and they want to sell their share. How do you, how do you deal with that? Ah, uh, we have several teams for decision. Mm -hmm. The smallest team is me and one another owner who started this project. We've talked about the most fundamental vision. A regular team consisting of four people uh, who discuss everything necessary for the project. 
and we had regular meetings every two weeks uh, until construction was completed and important matters such as budget and rules uh, approved when all eight owners gather. The meeting is held about uh, twice a year. However, this discussion, uh, our owner discussion, will take place at a casual dinner rather than a formal setting. We are always looking forward to the gathering of the owners because we love each other. <laughs> and it's really fun because they don't focus on the financial return, but we just have to enjoy the place. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, like this, there, there are three patterns, uh, three teams to decide the decision. So you have three teams that they decide on like different types of decisions? Mm -hmm. Yes, different mm -hmm. types. Okay. And then you, and you meet twice a year, like everyone all together meets twice a year. Yeah. Yeah. And you, so you've been, so how long has everyone been living there? Every, everybody lives about like a week in uh, a week or two weeks. Mm -hmm. mm. And we live more than a week. So it depends on the families because they have children, so they have school. So they can only come in the summer season and also the spring season. So it depends on the owners. Oh, okay. So they're, they're not living there all the time. Yeah, mm. no. No. Okay. Okay. They have another house in Tokyo or somewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so this is more of a, like, yeah, when, when, when there's no school, like for, like for holidays and things like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So I asked about, yeah, if they want to, so if someone wants to leave, they can sell their share. So how would you find someone to replace that person? Like would, like the you know like would the person leaving have to find someone to replace them or would you you know you would all decide together on on a replacement or you're or you'll just deal with that when that happens <laughs> in the investment contract uh signed uh, between all owners of the company and there are also negative conditions such as uh, for buying and selling stocks but usually uh, all owners jo uh, join the project not looking for financial return. Uh, so I don't think the owner uh, will sell the share, shares for their profit. So you, you have a, a shared kitchen where you can, you can cook meals together how to explain to us how how that works? Yeah, you're you're in the kitchen, right? So this is a, a, a like a communal space for, for everyone. Yeah. So this is a kitchen and living together, living place. Mm -hmm. And the kitchen becomes, as you can see, uh, the center of the center of communication. So all guests can gather and use the shared kitchen, of course, and this spacious enough for like multiple guests to use at the same time. So 
uh, yesterday, last night, no, two days before, we just had a like Chinese party, Chinese dinner party. So we made a dumpling together. So we made like hundreds of dumplings. So it's <laughs> enough space. <laughs> so um, when guests prepare their own meals, um, communication occurs through cooking and also mm -hmm. when yeah. while eating and some yeah sometimes we host some of the, the kind of parties and invite local peoples like local neighbors local friends so that everybody can like enjoy this place oh nice so you're yeah you're you're sharing this experience with uh with the other people who live around there so mm -hmm. when you say when you say guests uh do you mean like the guests from the guest house uh, actually not uh guests uh usually guests are like friends of our owners oh right okay okay when also oh, they they come and use the mm -hmm. the the facilities yeah. and the accommodation okay yeah yes so there's a guest house guest house uh mm -hmm. next to our places so that's uh guest house Mm, they 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 used to do the guest house business before COVID, but uh, they turn into like a mm, guide club, like nat natural activity service. And mm. in the near future, they plan to host student interns, uh, young people, and uh, um, teach them how to like uh, live and clean up with the nature. So they're changing their business. And then, the, so the guest house can also be like, let's say that, you know, the, the families are there and they don't have room for, for their guests. They, they can stay in the guest house and, and can people like just like strangers, uh, can they, can they book the, the guest house if they want to come and visit the island? Um, it used to be, but they're not doing it anymore. No. Okay. How come? Uh, because they um, they don't want to like do the hotel guest house service. They oh. uh, they want to like more focusing on like teaching. All right. Okay. Okay. Just to I want to touch a little bit on the architecture. So Tsukasa, you are the architect of the buildings um, and used a regenerative model of architecture. Can you explain to us what that means? Okay. Uh, usually, um, architecture cannot build from destroying or damaging the environment. That's too sad. Uh, we cannot make the damage zero, um, but our buildings aim to change the environment in a more positive way than it was originally. So. That means a regenerative. regenerative. Mm. Our method is a new approach that combines traditional Japanese civil engineering with contemporary technology. Burned wood is placed, placed under the foundation. The carbonized surface promotes the growth of mycelium in the ground joining the building to the soil network. This promotes a symbiotic effect, whereby three roots 
grow under our building and support the soil. I found out uh, that man-made building and nature work together. This is our idea. So you're, you're kind of replicating what's already happening in nature with, uh, you know, instead of disturbing the soil and, you know, and just digging holes, you're, you have, you, the, the buildings are built on top, like are on, on, on pillars, correct? Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're elevated from the soil. Mm -hmm. And so that way, you know, you've got um, some air circulating and it's, and it's also allowing the water to, to circulate. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, you're right. So um, it's a like traditional Japanese uh, style to build uh, like two meter high is from the ground. Raise the floor. Raise the floor. Uh, yeah, raise the floor. Uh -huh. And like building in that way, uh, it's like a building a house equals like planting a tree. Like to build a house, it is like a planting a tree in that field. Yeah, it's connect the building, connecting the several trees, and it forms a new environment with the uh, house and uh, the nature. Interesting. So, do you do you experience or have you experienced any any moisture uh, problems? Any you know any issues with? Uh, because you have a lot of wood, like the, the wood, uh, is the wood, like, did you have to preserve the wood? The wood is mm, weak about uh, the moisture, but uh, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, that's because the moisture um, grow the bacteria and it mm. eats eat the wood and go bad. But uh, if the wood is always dry, like this, this sunny day, uh, it keeps more healthy. Then uh, this raised floor style um, can make dry all the time. Hmm? Airflow. Airflow. Yeah. Make it makes the wood dry. So it's more uh, healthier than the usual building like uh, puts the concrete base the foundation, and, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. and uh, no spaces no spaces to mm -hmm. airport okay yeah oh that's good um and especially where you are with all the rain that that's even more important to to allow that that airflow and and uh, and the water <laughs> flow as well can you talk about the sustainability features of, of the buildings and and what uh, how how you you light uh, and uh, and heat your your homes? First of all, uh, Yakushima Island is almost one hundred percent powered by hydroelectric power, and it is very good for uh, environment. But however, uh, we take on the challenge of creating an off-grid power supply that is complete within self, the site itself. Uh, it generates electricity from the sun and uh, stores it in a, a storage battery under the, under the floor. When introducing 
the off-grid system, the building was really uh, high airtight and highly insulated. Rainy days uh, generate less power because the sun is uh, weak, but it is a chance. I think we think this is a chance to reconsider our lives. Alternatively, uh, you can turn off the lights early in the, in the night or go to a nearby hot spring instead of boiling the water, bath water, and not the, to use less energy. Taking up sustainability, the building was built entirely out of a local island cedar wood. From now, uh, I would like to maintain the cedar forest in this watershed, use the lumber obtained there to repair buildings and uh, make the furniture from the, the forest upstream of here. Do you know how much lumber you, you used for like the, volume. the and the interior? Uh, I calculated, but uh, sorry, I I I forgot. I forget now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you have an idea, like how many how many trees? How many trees? Mm -hmm. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> Over hundred. Yeah. Trees. Four hundred. So we need to wait until the uh, staff cut the trees. So it was like a. Like, a, how do you say? Very fresh. Very fresh. <laughs> like a fresh vegetable. <laughs> uh, production uh, of the lumber is not big in this island. So they don't have uh, stocked uh, dried wood in, uh -huh. a, in, a, in a factory. So uh, when we ordered uh, the number of uh, wood trees, uh, after that, they start to uh, cut the tree mm -hmm. and um, they deliver here mm -hmm. uh, as soon as possible. So it's still wet, like, like a veg the fresh vegetable. It's <laughs> very wet. Mm -hmm. they, they don't, uh, usually you, you have to dry. Mm -hmm. Dry tree before build, but uh, in this island, no one do it. And it, it seems to work, no problem. Um, a little bit problem, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but they have a technique, technique to like yeah, combine yeah, yeah. together the like uh, not dried yeah. wood. So <laughs> usually uh, we use uh, like not non dry good it will you know bend and make different shapes but mm. they have technique to like make it yeah the right. like carpenters can lead uh how it's uh will bend kind of bend and they they calculate they in their hair they in their mind put the trees uh the light position it is a uh, kind of a uh, strange tradition in this island. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so these were local carpenters that, that you hired yeah. to build yeah. the co-op? Yeah, they know a lot about how to uh, operate with this 
tree, a uh, local tree. And also nature. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, and I think it was on your website, there's there's a video that shows how the, the pieces of wood come together. And there is no, like, there's no nails or there, there's no screws. Like, it, you know, the, the, the wood kind of fit, uh, was cut in a way that it fit together. So it's, it's yeah, 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 it's coupled. So is like, is, is that technique being used everywhere? In, in a co-op or just in, in certain places? Like, are there like no nails and no screws anywhere? <laughs> no nails and no screw is for, only for the uh, shrine. For, for when you build a shrine, you, you use that, that kind of technology without uh -huh. nails. But uh, it is very special because um, you have the uh, allowance, uh, the special allowance. Usually we use both te uh, combined technology, like a traditional uh, wooden shape and uh, structure with uh, nails and, um, and screws. Because it's a regulation of uh, Japanese architecture. So without permission, uh, without special permission, uh, use we use um, nails and screws. This building is combined both. Okay. Okay. And are you? Is the island like part of the earthquake zone? Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, I guess all of Japan is an earthquake zone. Yeah. <laughs> we are always shaking. <laughs> you're always shaking. <laughs> yeah, and you're you're it higher up from the ocean too. Like you don't have to worry about a tsunami. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's by the sea, but uh, this place is like how many meters? Like uh, about thirty to forty meters from uh, high. higher high from. Uh, ocean level okay so it's, safe. Mm, it's safe yeah mm. well, okay that's good to know <laughs> yeah, but of course we have typhoon and uh, yeah hurricane so <laughs> we needed we need to we needed to discuss where to build like we wanted the ocean view but we built our house in the edge edge um it, it is very dangerous because it will like Kosa, mm -hmm. wind will come. Mm -hmm. So uh, we were looking for the right place to uh, build the sumu buildings mm -hmm. for about like half year. Yeah. Yeah, half a year we were discussing where to build. So oh, really? wow. yeah, yeah. We, there are big, big trees, uh, there are huge stones. So we need to, you know, <laughs> shape, yeah, plan the shape of the building. So it was long discussion with nature. <laughs> so that's been uh, an interesting project to to design. Then, if you were designing like around the trees and and the rocks, yes, we even cut the uh, what is this shell shell? Ah, yeah, uh, loose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we even cut the loop for, for the uh, tree. Existing tree. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, uh, people cut the tree for yeah. 
property. Big cut property. Big cut the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so because you have such a high rainfall and I imagine it's it's cloudy uh, does the do the solar panels provide enough energy or do you do you have to well you you said earlier that you you've altered mm -hmm. your habits and so you'll yeah. you'll I don't know go to bed earlier <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you're not using the lights uh, you know throughout throughout the evening mm -hmm. um, but you know they're if you do need to have lights, are you able to just tap into the 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 hydroelectric power? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we can switch to, into the local power. So, um, in case of emergency, we can uh, change. But usually, emergency equals like typhoon or something. Mm. <laughs> um, we gonna need uh, the local power gonna cannot supply so mm. um we gonna use we're using our uh, power mm. right so, yeah every time uh typhoon come uh the ro local electricity will down because of the strong ra strong rain and the wind mm -hmm. and they, they try to recover it but it, it's it takes too time. it takes time because it's the strong typhoon is now coming and they it's hard to recover uh, so usually they they recover 12 hours uh, one almost one day mm -hmm. uh, and no electricity can supply so we have a, a battery here which to the off-grid system then we can use electricity in uh, every in every location uh, occasion also on on your website it talks about uh the agricultural part of the of, of the co-op so you you're hoping to farm uh you know part of the land uh can you tell us a little bit more about about these plans of yours mm -hmm. yes um we got a field farm field about the uh, 4,400 square meters. So it's quite huge. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got it, um, we got it uh, two years ago, but before two years ago, um, they used the field where like per pesticides were used. So it was not like normal farming place. Mm -hmm. So we are working, now we are working to regenerate uh, make it what we will regenerate the soil damage to get organic foods. So we are trying to grow natural glasses and make diverse nature system there. So finally, from this year, uh, we will be able to grow just beans and uh, natural herbs in the fields. So together with my friends, uh, we cannot we, me and Tsukasa cannot do all the fields, so uh, we have created a system for sharing fields, the sharing farms, so that uh, local people who wants to do the organic farming uh, can participate and learn about regenerative uh, farming. 
And can you grow all year round? Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So tell can you tell us the story about your your you have neighbors who have an orange grove. Mm -hmm. and you and they were using pesticides and and then you went and talked to them so tell can you tell us that story yes thank you um there is a mandolin orange field in the upper stream of our uh, site and it was becoming an abandoned farmland uh, due to the aging of the owner sadly and when we um, heard that they were short of manpower to do the land and uh, were forced to use um, herbicides. We decided to help them with their work. Um, so in the third, we got so many oranges from them these days. So we cannot never eat them. So we are making jams and all the like other like orange juice or another making it in another things. We believe that we should like help each other uh, in units of uh, watershed because each places has a responsibility to uh, for the like water circulation. Mm -hmm. So Sumu is in the edge of the island. And uh, if we use the chemical things, um, it will cause, it will damage the ocean. And if we damage the ocean, ocean is gonna Ocean's water gonna rain in the upper place, and you know, yeah. so we we believe that every everyone has a responsibility for the water circulation. So it's really interesting how you you know in establishing your your co-op community, you've you've had a large impact on on you know that this part of the island that you're that you're living on, you know, like changing the the use of of pesticides and herbicides by by the farmer and creating uh you know this agricultural land for organic farming involving mm -hmm. the you know your neighbors and you know uh and your community is uh it must be um are, are people commenting on on how like they, they must be happy that you know that you're there and that, that you're, mm -hmm. you're creating these opportunities yes so I think communication is the important key. Mm -hmm. If we don't communicate, uh, we couldn't know their problems. So um, we just go there and talk with neighbors and what do you want for help? And, and it just happened. So yeah, communication is the key. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah, knowing your neighbors, you know, and that's the thing that you don't, you don't get so much in the city where mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't know your neighbor, you don't necessarily know your neighbors. And, mm -hmm. you know, so if you don't know your, if you don't talk to them, uh, then you don't, you know, you don't cooperate with them. And, you know, you're, you're not, you're not creating, uh, you know, a better environment, you know, and, and, uh, and helping each other out, which is what co-op, you know, that this is the beauty of co-op communities is that, that, that neighbors know one another and they can, uh, you know, they can make decisions better together and, and function, you know, in a, in a democratic way. And, and that way, you know, people are, you know, they, they're living in a home that is really, you know, for them. And also, uh, you know, the fact that you're inviting the, the, the larger community 
to you know to to participate in you know in the agriculture and and helping your neighbors out with uh with the oranges is yeah it's not just about living in your little house with your roof and you know it's, <laughs> yeah it's much bigger than that yeah we believe so too that's a true thing yeah and because we have we can get um like oranges uh and also we can take guests to the farm and experience the like harvest things, harvest activities. So mm -hmm. we got plenty of like, mm, like merit, <laughs> plenty <laughs> of like good. That's the reason that we can mm, collaborate and we can like continue helping mm -hmm. them. And do, do they sell their oranges? What, what, uh, um, what not anymore. No. Not anymore. They used to sell, but uh, uh, they have no no one who can like sell. Mm. So mm. you're making jams and orange juice, <laughs> and eating, eating. you're getting lots of vitamin C. Yeah, <laughs> vitamin C too. Yeah. And also, yeah. um, we're trying to make uh, like a craft beer by from by using like orange uh, peels. Oh yeah. Yeah, if we, um, my friends are try, trying to do, so if they just made it, uh, this, if they're going to make uh, the beer, they're starting to like sell the beer so that, you know, uh, it will make another uh, money to care for the community, so. Oh, nice. I'm sure that'll be a popular item. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there um is there anything else that you you'd like to share with us about about your co-op about uh like how you know how it's it's changed and and transformed the way that that you live and 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 how your your friends live like what what's the overall feeling of of uh, living in Sumu Yakushima. So it's very um, like every day we learn a lot. So like just by just living in this place. So it's very happy for us to uh, learn very special things. <laughs> and uh, also now we are ready to like welcome other guests uh, who is like interested in experiencing regenerative living. So, and yeah, we are happy to welcome and also share this uh, knowledge like, like today <laughs> to the world. So we are looking for like other um, friends or partner to do regenerative workshop in your places or in not in here but also in yeah. your places and do a lecture or learning together so yeah we are now ready to welcome you <laughs> uh, it must be it must be a paradise for for children yeah <laughs> how, how many children are there all together in the co-op oh, how many over 10 <laughs> kids oh yeah the, Including the, babies. Including babies. Uh, the old or the the oldest is twenty years old. Twenty, okay. 
Youngest is youngest is zero. <laughs> just, just born. Just born. Just born. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we have the the owners, all owners, uh, were friends before this this community mm -hmm. uh, formed, and the children is also growing together. Yeah, that that's really nice. Very nice. Lucky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to like uh, enjoy younger generation in here because mm -hmm. if we do if we just enjoyed with uh like old generation, yeah, <laughs> it will end. So we yeah. need to continue. So we gonna we are doing like fun activities for them. Mm -hmm. So that we can like love this place and feel home to this place. So every every like anytime they can come back and stay together. And they, they get to eat lots of oranges too. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Winter winter is uh orange season. So mm -hmm. now these these two months are we we can find oranges. So um, we'll add uh, your website address to the podcast. Um, and are, are there other places where people can find you? Are you on social media? Yes, we have an Instagram account. So um, Sumu. Sumu and our Instagram. My Instagram also uh, telling about uh, describing about Sumu. Thank you so much for, for sharing your information with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank, you very much. Thank you too. Thank you for listening to this latest episode of Co-op Conversations. We hope that it provided a better understanding of what life is like in a housing co-op. If you're interested in finding out more, you can visit us at housinginternational.coop. We feature many stories and resources on our website with useful tools, studies, and articles on topics ranging from governance to finance to sustainability and so on. You can also find us on social media, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, where we like to share stories and good practices of co-op housing around the world. If you want to find a housing co-op in your region, I suggest that you do an online search for co-op housing along with the name of your city and hopefully something will come up. I would like to thank all of our guests for sharing their stories with us. Thanks for listening.